Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Here we go again. Here we go. Hey, man. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. And good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee at night is actually one of my favorite things. We've been uh, brewing decaf every night. We do. I love it. Yeah, we do brew decaf. Kind of our new thing over since the Christmas holiday. It's like the decaf. I feel like we've always brewed decaf at night. Oh, maybe we have. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just reminiscing about... The holidays and how every evening we drank decaf coffee and uh, it, enjoyed the fireplace, the Christmas season. We could still do that. Are you like me? Like I, when when it's gray in Seattle here where we live, it's gray and kind of cold and rainy. But from like October, November, December, it's it's cozy, it's cozy. because it's like it's holidays, like, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, hot chocolate, candy New canes. Year's. But then once January like fifth hits, like I am just over it. The now dark. it's Are you, depressing. I go to work. In the morning and it's yes. dark, and I leave work and it's dark. No, I'm just that's the a little, only thing I can literally find solace in. That I'm hoping for is snow days. Snow. Yes, don't. I'm over the cold and snow. We can just find drive your to North inner Bend. Child. And, Everybody you know, needs a good snow day where you wake up. It's blanketed with snow. We have to cancel true, school. It's work. True. We make hot cocoa. We go sledding. We build snowmen. We watch movies. Right. <laughs> we oh, build gosh. snowmen. Jesus, we watch movies. <laughs> I want to have oh. a snow day. Anyways, well, it's um, it's gonna. Be, I'm excited about this one. This is gonna be a good one. Hey, thank you for the feedback that we've got. One of the things that we've heard from people is I, we did a we did a we did a podcast a few weeks ago. I can't remember now, but it was man versus male, and we kind of broke down what's the difference between being a man and just a male. And um, some of the ladies I think talked to you and were like, "Hey, could you ever do the version, the girl version of that, the woman version of I don't know. I, I guess it would be like woman versus female." And we thought, sure, why not? Yeah, we could totally do that. Let's give a stab at it. Yeah, let's give a stab at it. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. What's just, stab it? It came to me in the moment, you know. Everyone has a visual of a, a stabbing. Let's stab that thing. All right. Um, but, I think of the, the Bird Box movie as soon as I said that. I don't know why. Just random thoughts. Oh, yeah. Flooding Netflix, uh, if you'd like to sponsor us since we just gave you a huge plug. It was a great movie. It was pretty good. Suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Just a shout out there. Yep. I think most people know what we're talking about. If you don't, get out more. <laughs> um, so I would love to kind of dive into this. I feel like, babe, you're really great at this. You're, um, when it comes to talking to women, you you are a woman. In case anyone, you're a woman. Um, I'm glad you're confirming you that. You are the woman. Yes, thank you. I'll say that as you sit here in your cozy pants and your half sweatshirt. Thank you for that, by the way. Just a great visual, you know. You look very hot. And you're... Your sweatshirt and sweatpants and <laughs> okay, dad can socks. We, can we stop <laughs> I, I did notice, and undressing each I other? I did right know that, notice the dad socks this morning, but it's not a big deal. You bought me these are cabin socks. Oh, yeah. Those are like two years old. But anyway. I love your. I feel like you're so good at this topic of talking to women. You encourage so many women. You're a mentor to many women. You're also still very young. I feel like irrelevant. I don't know what that means, but you're 39 and... You just um, you got You have a real grace with talking to the ladies, and I think you you understand it. And so I'm I'm excited to talk about the difference between what makes a woman really a a real woman, and what kind of makes her just a I don't know just a girlfriend. Not that it, being a girlfriend's bad, but I think there's um, the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more to it, and like what makes what makes a woman beautiful is essentially like you know. What really and beauty, not just being cosmetically, right? But like, what makes a woman beautiful? Which we realize from the comes inside from the out. out. Yeah. yeah, and I also feel like I'm an expert in the area for the sole reason that I got you to say yes to me. And if I could get you to say yes to me, I I must be doing something right. Oh, 
I think I can agree with that. You can agree with I that? I can. I can. So you're calling me an expert on this subject. We'll, we'll let the listeners uh, judge that, I guess. Oh, gosh. No pressure. <laughs> um, so can we just start off maybe by... I We came up, before we turned on the microphones, we kind of came up with four four things that we feel um, make a woman beautiful, really make like keys to to being a woman, which sounds weird. I'm going to talk about with you. You have to do a lot of talking. Four keys to being a woman. No, I, they need to hear from you. You have a lot to say. And just because you're not a woman doesn't mean you can't Okay, speak for the record, I have no idea what it means to be a woman. How do you guys even give birth? That is just unfair probably it, it, it totally is dudes we, we do got it good thank god every day you do have it good don't forget yeah, about it I'm not, i know that maybe true. we'll tell the story about the time when you got uh everything fixed down there what <laughs> maybe we won't because okay. people are going to report us um i think um it's a funny story four things be friendly smile more Relax. Relax. And yes. there's one thing we want to call go for the glow. Go for the glow. Ooh, Ooh. Everything can glisten, but not everything can glow. Drop the mic. <laughs> so those are kind of the four things, the kind of premises of what we want to talk about. But before we get to that, can I just one of the things you'll notice when we're talking about what makes a woman beautiful, you didn't notice physical attraction in our list of four. Now clearly, physical attraction is a big deal. Yeah, work what you got. I'm very physically attracted to you. I I think you're attracted to me. 100%. You are 100%. Oh, you're Harry Manchester. I love it. Awesome. Um and but that's to us is that would be cosmetic and I do not think that falls into the category of what makes a woman beautiful. If you feel like you're beautiful exactly. because cosmetically what you can do on the outside. It's like if there were a fence that were rotten, rotten and falling apart, but you just painted it shiny red. Well, it might look beautiful, but the moment you lean on it, the thing collapses. It's no good. So it's it's a facade. And we certainly aren't uh, perpetuating that thought that like you can just paint or cover or hide, but the beauty comes from within. Um, and, you know, I, if I'm going to go to maybe the first kind of definition of beauty i think you got to look at the bible and the book of genesis god created man women he created the heavens and the earth and it's interesting what the scripture narrative says and you can read it on your own time but this is kind of be like where we'll take our premise from when god created like the heavens and earth at the end of the first day he the bible records that god said it was good and then when he created the animals on the second and third and fourth day god says it was good he finishes each day with the phrase and it was good at the very end on the last day he creates man and then he pulls woman from man's body so he creates Man and woman, woman being the very last thing he creates, and he says it is very good. Very. Yeah, as if to like somehow God feels the need to put a modifier in front of good when he's when he created woman to be like it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to note too the last thing God ever created was, was woman. woman, made man, then he pulled woman from the side of man. It was the last thing he ever created, as if to say like God stopped creating. After he made woman, as if to say, like, it doesn't get any better than this, fellas. Like, I don't know what to do. This Hello. is as good as it gets. Right. And you could argue that woman, the woman is the apex of creation. Like, God just, like, outdid himself and kind of put a period on it and said it's over. Like, game over. Like, this is as good as it gets. And so, by definition, I just think a woman is beautiful because God created a woman to be beautiful. And a lot of women probably struggle with that. A lot of women probably have a hard time believing that they're beautiful. And I do think that's what separates just being a female from being a woman. Mm-hmm. Is this, where does your value come from? If your value comes from your measurements, your size is what you look like, that's futile and that all fades. And it's really true. 
Um, but if your value can come from what God thinks of you and that God calls you beautiful, I think from the get-go, that's just very beautiful. It's a very attractive thing, too. One of the things that attracted me the most to you, babe, was you just saw yourself as valuable in God's eyes. Like, you knew who you were in God. And that just, that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And it's knowing whose you are, like, that you that you belong to someone other than just an earthly uh, male or human. You you were created by God. And yeah. Many listeners may not even believe in a God, but that is that is is what it is. And so, I think we're going to talk more about. Can we that. just settle at the very beginning of this talk? Is that you were beautiful by design? If you're a woman out there, you're beautiful by design. So just settle that in your mind. You're beautiful, and whatever your physical appearance is in comparison to others, which we actually shouldn't do that. Compare ourselves amongst ourselves. That is a terrible thing to do. Um, and we'll breed insecurity forever. The Bible says we shouldn't do that either. But you're beautiful by design. God created you that way. So let's move on from there. So what the first one was um, be friendly. Be friendly. The friendly factor. The friendly factor. I feel like um, a woman is friendly and a female is just a flirt. That if I'm gonna is go with, If I'm going to go with the F words. I like it. Because I, <laughs> um, like I think friendly is fun and flirting is fake. Right. And everyone can tell the difference. And a, and a girl, if she's honest with herself, knows when she's being f- flirtatious or if she's really just being friendly. They just know, and they'll act like they don't know that line, but there's a total line. You, and you believe that. A hundred percent. So like when it Most goes like, oh my God, like your totally biceps are that. so big and bulging. Like, like they know that they're being that person. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They may not admit it, but they know it. Here's the thing. There are dudes out there who want a woman to flirt with them. But can I just say... You get what you go for. Exactly. Like if you want the superficial dude who just wants you to tell him he's amazing, like that's exactly what you'll get, that superficial dude. But a woman is fine. One of the number one things I remember about when we first started dating and one of the things I first recognized you and fell in love with about you was just your ability to – you were so friendly, and which was fun. Like you would invite people into our circles. You're very inclusive. You make people feel like they belong. Um, you, were, you were constantly like – like Billy, come over here. I want to introduce you, and you're just like everything. To, to this day, you're a, you're a walking dance party wherever you're at. Like Let's you're just gonna have go. fun. You're friendly. You're not. Um, you're not like I'm sorry. Did we invite you? Do I know your name? Like you never give off that vibe. And I'm being extreme, right? But that's that's so attractive. No one wants to be around like the super like uh, cool. or so sexy that they're flinging the hair over the shoulders. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah flirt like. No one wants to be around a mean person. Like friendly people, there's. I'm pretty sure in the Bible there's a scripture verse that says, "Show yourself friendly, and you will have friends." It's such a lost <laughs> art, especially for girls. I think, uh, you know, being living in the South for most of my life and then moving to the Northwest, that was probably the first thing I noticed, just in in general, in people, and then especially the girls. People and females were not friendly, and it kind of you kind of could misjudge people because they just were so kind of snooty into themselves very shallow in their sense of conversation or friendliness and i think friendliness breaks the ice it also helps you become more of who you really are the friendly factor gets you comfortable in your own skin so i would tell the ladies like get friendly just start being friendly and it'll you'll kind of start figuring out who you are in in inside of that and on the flip side of that i think some people are shy and I, I mean, before I met you, I would kind of would lean towards the timid side for sure. You've changed me. Um, you've changed. But I think sometimes that can be perceived as unfriendly because right. people don't want to talk. And they're and actually they're not. not snooty right. or they don't have an exactly. attitude. But they just they come off and it's like, hey, do your best to be friendly, to 
you don't have to change your personality, but friendliness, it and just, kind. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, right? You could have someone cosmetically who is just supermodel-esque, like just totally. so beautiful on the outside, but then they open their mouth, they got an attitude, they got an issue, they're entitled. Oh, don't get me all going on entitlement. I hate people feel entitled. Look at me crazy because I didn't invite you. <laughs> don't get me... Don't get me rapping. Um, Don't get so, me rapping. Hey, but okay. So we, I think we've nailed the friendly thing. Second, the second thing we thought that really, what makes a woman beautiful and what kind of separates a woman from just being a female is pretty close to friendly, but it's it's also it's, the it's smile. smile. Yeah, it's the beauty just of a smile. The beauty of a smile. I mean, there is something about a smile that literally can just change a whole room, the atmosphere. If you can just walk into some place and it's heavy, and just someone's sheer demeanor and they start smiling and it's a genuine, just like. Hey, kind of an exhale. It's if, if you're a woman or a man, you want to multiply your beauty quotient by a million. Smile. smile. It makes you. It makes you attractive. I don't know. There's some science that like how many hundreds of muscles it takes in the face to frown, but it's just like three to smile. It like cosmetically, it's just like it lifts the cheekbones. It brightens the eyes. Right. Absolutely. It pulls the chin tighter. I don't know, but I mean, like. There's something so great about smiling. I remember when my dad used to tell me, like, my resting face was kind of, like, mean and intimidating. And he's like, Billy, you're going to have to smile more, man. Or people think... There's there's a resting bee face is what we call it. But we can't curse on this. Okay, so yeah, we can't because we'll get the explicit mark. It is mark. so real. So real. I And I think, like, I totally have that. If I'm just doing the resting face, people would probably think, what what's wrong with her? But the smile, there's something beautiful about it. And I think I think first in your mind for females, you got to start thinking more positive. you got to put your mind in a good space. And naturally, you'll start smiling more. And I would just encourage girls in general women in general just start smiling it's amazing like a baby is born we can't wait for that little infant to to smile smile. and the moment that infant smiles it just lights up our whole world yeah in the same way as we grow older as an adult or a female it's like hey just keep that smile and and everyone wants to be around someone who smiles they it makes you feel good like when we were dating like I'm perpetually like the images in my mind of you were just you smiling. Your smile lit up the room. You know, was it Louis Armstrong who said, when you smile, the whole world smiles back at you? Like he was on to something. Thank you, Louis. He knew what he was talking about. Like it's, there's something else. Our daughter Serenity, you know, from the, she's my sweet little baby girl. She's 14 now. She's a straight up teenager and she's doing, she's killing that teenage life. I love her. But she has a tendency to be like, just kind of like, she'll play like the teenager game a little bit. I'm like, how was your day? Good. Um, what'd you learn? Nothing. Nothing. You know, she'll just kind of play it. And then if I, I get her to laugh fine. and she cracks a smile again, it like, it melts my heart again. Yeah. There's just something about that smile. I'll never forget when we were vacationing. I was a little kid. I think it was 10. And we were vacationing in New Jersey, Wildwood, New Jersey. That's where you go to the beach when you're poor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we was, but I'm grateful that we got to go. I'm grateful for my parents. Oh. They still found a way to get us to the ocean, even though there were hypodermic needles right. in the water. <laughs> this was not True a story. good vacation. Um, I'll never forget, I was out playing with my brother, and we were in the front yard of our little beach place, and a little girl drove by in a car with her family. I don't know her, and she was smiling at me. And she must have been 10, I was 10, and I'll never forget, like, I remember thinking the whole vacation, I need to find her. And there was something, I still, to this day, I am 42, and I can remember her face wow. and her smile. And if you're out there, I, I'm waiting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, I was about to say, I'm waiting like for you. No, I'm happily married. hoping to marry <laughs> yeah. this girl. But <laughs> the smile, it, it, it did something to me. It's like, there's just something about, like, so come on, man. If, and if you're like, I got nothing to smile about. False. Are you breathing? 
do you have life? Is there a tomorrow? Did the sun rise today? Even if you're in Seattle and you can't see it, it's up there. Yes. Like, come on, man. Let's find a reason to smile. It makes you beautiful, right, babe? Yes. To all the girls, just smile more. I mean, that's going to be a game changer for you, and it's going to so help you. I get, like, if you're on Vogue and you have that mean, lips-half-pursed face, like, you know, and you're so sophisticated, cool, whatever. But, like, for the normal, like, what's beautiful is you just smile. Light the world up with your smile. Love it. Okay. So those are kind of practical. Be friendly. Smile more. What makes a woman beautiful? Um, this next one, we, we said relax. And it really is. It's the element of comfort. And I think this is so huge. And separating the difference between a female who's just, you know, superficial, I guess, is what we'll go with. Uptight. Kind of into herself. And a woman who's confident yep. in who she is. There is an ease. Mm-hmm. And man, um, People that are at ease set other people at ease and make them comfortable. You're so good at this. You did this with us in our day relationship um, for sure. Like you just, you were so comfortable. I had a tendency to probably be uptight and kind of nervous in the moment. And uh, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm scared. And you would just, you would disarm the moment with your own comfortability. And, oh. and I have you memories when we were first hanging out and liked each other. Every time I walked into a room, you got so uptight and would walk out the oh, out of whatever. the room every okay. single time. And I, I, I was so confused. Like, what is up with this guy? I think I kind of like him, but he leaves the room the moment I walk in. So I guess I must not have been doing a great job of making you relax. No, but you were, you were, I was actually feeling kind of convicted. Like, man, she's so, like, you... Um, and we'll get into a couple in a few minutes. Here. I want to get into like the practical ways to be at comfort. If you're ta- if you're naturally wound up, naturally wound up like I am. I'll never forget the first time wound I tried to be super tight. like carefree. We were in your living room. There were friends over and you're always just like super at ease, just very confident in your own skin, comfortable. And I was like, I'm going to be like carefree. And I'm going to like, we were joking. You were like, Billy, dance, dance, Billy. And we were just started dating. And I'm like, I'll never dance in front of people. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And you just did not care, which is so beautiful. It really is. And I said, I had this moment. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be carefree. And so I go and I'm like, I'm going to grab her and throw her over my shoulder (laughs) and spin her around, you know, and you are like, you were like 90 pounds and I'm this kind of, come on. It was more than that. Oh, okay. Whatever. 92 pounds. And I was this college football player. So I go and in this moment of carefreeness, trying to be these, I grab you. I throw you over my shoulder and you're like, what are you doing? And you're like, just thrilled. And I go to spin and I slam your head into a door so frame. So hard. It I was, literally can cuss you. so dizzy. And you're like, oh my. And I mean, you talk about a moment gone horribly wrong. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And then your brother's like, what did you do? <laughs> I'm like, be quiet, man. You know, I, I felt mortified. And then I think at one point you're like, it was my fault. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was trying to make you feel at ease, you know, like not make it a big deal. Needless to say, I had to, I, that was backtracking of being at comfort and ease. Um, let me ask you this, babe, maybe, and I have, I have two that I kind of think of ways that we can practically put ourselves at ease is there anything like you're always at ease maybe it's just a personality thing with you and that's true of a lot of people out there maybe just your your natural tendency is just to be very comfortable at ease person is there anything you do specifically to put yourself at ease and be comfortable or is it something that's just natural for you I think I think it could be maybe more natural for me, but it is something learned. I think I remember 
many times being in very awkward situations or even feeling very intimidated and, and being in places, you know, growing up with my parents, we were traveled all the time. So I was around people all the time, older than me feeling kind of intimidated, not knowing what to say, sometimes not saying anything, but it was just my body kind of cringed on the inside. And I think it's an art of learning how to just even your own body language, just like leaning or sitting back a little bit, or kind of like even how you place your arms when you're in a, in an awkward position, it's, that seems so so small and practical, but it kind of gets you in the mood or gets you to a space physically and mentally where you can kind of relax. And then it becomes a habit. You get better at it. And then you walk into rooms that feel really uptight and it's like kind of breathe and just be like, this is going to be great. And this smile comes into play there. There's so many things like that. And I, I want to touch on that. Cause you mentioned like just even your body language, I, this is a very practical way. If you're out there, if you're like me, your natural propensity would be to maybe be a little more uptight, um, not as comfortable in groups or with people. And one of the things I have learned, and you maybe you just taught me this by watching, is like when I find myself kind of like maybe in a dating situation, even like if you're like interacting a little intense, with little intense, you know, talking to ladies, yeah. if you're interacting with a guy, and you're Which is so normal is lean, the mm-hmm. lean. Like um, I'll never forget. I used to have over the years, I've had bosses, supervisors that were just very intense people, intimidating. Maybe because they, not because they were those people, they were very successful. I had a lot of respect for them. One in particular was a woman over the years, and she's just very good at what she did. And every time she'd walk in the room, I could not be myself. I was just intimidated by her. She wasn't intimidating, but I was like, she was just so good at what she did. And so I would like, I wouldn't know what to say. I couldn't carry on a good conversation. <laughs> she'd, she'd ask me, how are you doing? I'd be like, oh, good. I and then think... I'd stop. Like one word answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so not yourself. Yeah, just not being myself. Totally. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like she'd leave. And you I'd leave like, the conversation like, myself, what's wrong with you? Feeling <laughs> horrible. I'll never forget. She was walking down the hallway one day coming towards me and I'm again it hit me I'm like oh here she comes anxiety and I just decided I'm gonna lean so as she came up she goes hi Billy and I leaned up against the wall just like with my shoulder just did the lean and the moment I leaned I'm like hey great to see you and what I was amazed first of all I started acting more like myself and she instantly it's almost like she's like oh okay like we're just gonna be chill like we're gonna be easy here and so she kind of like disarmed uh-huh. and I kept leaning it made me laugh a little more I just my conversation was like my it's like my emotions and my talk and everything followed my body and because I was leaning I was so more casual and we literally had maybe the first conversation real conversation we had ever had and probably the best conversation and, probably, and yeah and yeah. it was just so natural she laughed I couldn't believe she laughed and I laughed and I'm like I'm not gonna say it was all because of leaning but it definitely did something to me psychologically to kind of just relax so what you know lean um relax, do something physically to kind of like... And I and I think, too, when you walk into a tense moment, you being just uh, being vulnerable, the vulnerability of just like your conversation, I feel like even in a moments with um, being intense, I try to think of, okay, how can I be just honest and vulnerable with this person I've never met? And it just breaks the walls down. It breaks the ice. And from there, it's just easier. And I think the fourth one, as we kind of, you know, get finish up on this for the difference really between a woman and just being a female is this thing we call the glow um there's a woman glows a female glistens meaning that like anything can glisten you can put sprinkles and sparkles on anything you can make anything glisten it's a superficial thing the sun hits the water the water doesn't glow from from beneath it's just reflecting the sun but a glow comes from within and a woman glows and i think this I'll never forget, you know, one of my buddies asked me, what is it that you love about Jennifer Snow? Your maiden name was Snow because you're pure as the driven snow. Okay. 
You're a beautiful snowbird. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. My accents are the worst. I love it though. But they said, what is it you, I mean, what is it you're attracted to by here? And I said, she glows. There is something, it comes out of your eyes. It comes out of your, your demeanor, your talk, your smile. You glue. <laughs> I don't, is that the past tense of glow? The gl- you glowed? You glued. You um, glued. <laughs> you glueish. You just, and it's just like life came out of you. And I know, and I think the only way you could ever glow is to know who you are in God, to find your identity in God, mm-hmm. to find your your value in God, your beauty in God. It's it's gorgeous. It is absolutely breathtaking. Regardless of the physical attributes, regardless of cosmetic beauty, any of that, there is a glow and Anyone can glisten, and I'm not. I'm not upset if you wear tons of makeup. If you're a makeup artist out there, if you like, cool, you wear makeup. Right. Like, nothing wrong with that. We but work what you got. If you think your beauty comes from glistening, but it, yep, that's what that's a female. A That'll woman fade. glows. It, it, it eventually fades. It's like you know, once I found my identity in Jesus, everything changed for me. Because it comes this natural confidence. You know, my wholeness can't come from my boyfriend or the fact that I'm married to a great man or even if I get my dream my dream job. The wholeness that I have to discover and find is in a personal relationship with Jesus. And, and many listeners may have no clue what I'm referring to. But keep keep listening to other podcasts. You'll you'll discover that. But I would say to the girls, like, you have to figure out who who you belong to. Because nothing will ever satisfy you if you don't. And, and that glow will be a struggle for the rest of your life. And it comes from a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I mean, bottom line. Um, I think a woman understands that she's beautiful and she protects that. She stewards that. Whereas a female doesn't actually believe she's beautiful, so she overcompensates. Mm-hmm. Or in many cases can undercompensate. Like, I don't care. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, um, that's the difference between finding your value in who God says you are and the fact that you're his and seeing yourself as just maybe the girlfriend or an accessory or the wife yeah, or the or career the, yeah. woman. It, yeah. Um, there's so much more. And that's, I love that about you. And honestly, I could have never fallen in love with you. And I, ho- I hope you'd probably say the same if you didn't. And it doesn't mean you're perfect, by the way. Absolutely. Like that doesn't mean you don't have issues. You actually do. Tons. <laughs> I can name a few right now and you can name millions for me. Absolutely. So it's not that we don't have issues. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but at the end of the day, you don't, your confidence in who you are isn't based on me as your husband. It's based on God. And to me, that gives me confidence because the truth of it is I can't fix you. And ladies, if you're out there and you're looking for a man to fix you, the fact of the matter is he cannot fix you. Um, he can't. Even on his best day, the very best he could do is point you to a God who can fix you. Um, no man can make you whole. At the, very, at the very most, he can help you, come alongside you, encourage you, be there for you. But only God can make us whole. As we end, I'm, I'm reminded in Matthew or in Mark chapter five, there's this passage where this woman, the Bible calls her the woman with issues, and they don't give her a name. And I think the reason sometimes Scripture doesn't give people names is so that we can insert our names, so that we can because it's universal principle. And this woman has um, she has an issue, and and it's she's unclean essentially, and. Back in those days, which represents culture. hurt and pain, absolutely. Even inwardly, she has a dirty little secret. In yep. fact. like you don't want. It. She wouldn't want anyone she can't to know. Stop doing, something. and we all can relate with mm-hmm. that. And a lot of women can relate with uh-huh. that. They feel unclean. They feel like they've messed up. They feel like they're failure, and it's not just women or men. And so, but back in those days in society, she wasn't actually. It was illegal for her to go into a large group of people because of her condition. Um, in fact, if she were to walk into that group of people, she would have to announce publicly, "I am unclean." 
I mean, imagine that. And then make the parallels for today. Like how many secrets do we hide? And how many women are struggling with the fact that they have a secret? They've been, they're used. They've been tarnished. They've been spoiled. They've been, I mean, it's just, it's prevalent in society today. And the scripture says in Mark chapter five that she went to many doctors and instead of getting better, they made her worse, which is the, it's such a principle. Go to as many men as you want, ma'am, but they're only going to make you worse. Without God, they will not. Actually, it'll make you worse. And we find many women in that condition today. And so she she touches Jesus, and he heals her. But he didn't know who touched him. So in Mark chapter 5, he says, who touched me? And there's this whole kind of ordeal. And finally, she comes forward, and he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole, um, which is amazing. And this is the thought. And this is the thought, I think, that Scripture was bringing out. Jesus called her daughter. Up to this point, she would have never seen herself as a daughter. I don't know what her father was like, but she's been rejected by society, rejected by men, hurt by men. And Jesus calls her daughter. And the Greek word, which the Bible is written in, the New Testament is written in the Greek language, the actual word means like it gives a connotation that he was actually her daughter. So many people in the in the crowd, which she was surrounded, would have thought like, is Jesus married? Does he have a child? It wasn't like, oh, sweet young lady. It wasn't like woman. The She's actual mine. connotation was it was family. It was yeah. intimate. People literally probably asked the question, is that his daughter? So people would have known that Jesus was saying, you're mine. And more importantly, the woman with all her issues knew Jesus is calling me his. And he says this, he goes, daughter, which just gave her so much value. And you can imagine what it did to her. Um, And he said, your faith has made you whole. Now get it, whole. Not just healed. Yes, Jesus healed her of her physical, instantly her physical condition, but he made her whole again, like a whole woman. She's a game changer. She went from female to woman in a moment because of what? Because of the value she found in Jesus. And if I could just say that to the women that are listening to this podcast, you are so much more than just a female or something to look at. My God, that's terrible. And please don't ever buy into that. I know you wouldn't believe that, but sometimes I feel like we live our lives in such a way that we we kind of have subscribed to that. And um, you're more than the girlfriend. You're more than an accessory. You are a daughter of God. And that in and of itself makes you beautiful and valuable. So right. And and I honestly really truly believe that for for a female and a woman, that's something that we can know, but to start believing that takes time. Yeah. And I guess I would say allow the time to happen. Put yourself in the right places with the right people and 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 discover who you are in Jesus. Love and, it. and pursue that relationship. So as a recap, I think one of the things that makes her beautiful, four things is be friendly, right? Smile more, be at ease, relax, learn to relax, and go for the glow. Go for the glow. Uh Glow. Isn't that a wrestling thing? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That's the opposite of what we want to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it used to be called. I used to watch wrestling. Not that, but um, go for the glow. Yeah? Yeah, it was so good. Thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh, here's to more coffee. And next time when we talk. Bye.